0: Hi, this is Jonathan, and I play the human wizard, Jonathan the Magimuscular. Hi, I'm Jack. I play Trevancor, a half-elf Beastmaster
1: Ranger.
2: Hi, this is John. I play your half-orc barbarian, Carlton Tanks.
3: Hi, this is Julia. I play the rock gnome cleric, Bernice Q. Burns. And I
4: am Lauren, your humble DM, and welcome to Dungeon Drunks. Distinguished adventurers, last time on Dungeon Drunks. Our heroes are face to face with Silver Gurleth, the ancient Topaz dragon they believe has taken possession of the Olum Harp that they are searching for. They've come prepared to negotiate, or fight, and have managed to entice him out of his lair with promises of gifts. With Travancore and Shadow hidden in the forest nearby, Bucks flying overhead, and their summoned rock giving a wide berth, the rest stand near the very edge of the island as the fearsome dragon appears and demands to know, what offerings do you give? And that is where we begin tonight. Welcome to Dungeon Drunks. I'm your DM, Lauren. You might know me as Oboe. I have tea because today was a tea day. I actually had a lot of coffee this morning. I, I just needed some hardcore caffeine and so this is actually tea from friday afternoon that i fall in love with not just because it is absolutely delicious but as someone who's currently playing a dragonborn cleric full of fire i really kind of like the setting things on fire from friday afternoon so definitely check out friday afternoon tea they are lovely it is wonderful and considering what i just saw carlton what are you drinking?
2: So I'm not drinking my Friday afternoon tea, but I did just get the package uh, from the gift card that you had sent me. So thank you very much. Uh, and the missus and I had opened them all just to smell them and they smell amazing. But yeah. tonight I am de-quenched. I need to be re-quenched. So I have the quenchiest cactus juice. The Desert what? Hydrator Organic Cactus Water Lime Flavored. It's the quenchiest. It'll quench ya. I literally bought this to make soccer jokes. <laughs> the, I saw it in the store, and I'm like, I have to do it to buy to make soccer jokes.
4: I I am really curious about this. I am too. It's is it quenchy? Quenchy? <laughs> Are you quenched?
2: So it's Art water. How quenched? It's got a. It tastes more like lime zest than
3: lime.
4: Okay.
2: And like it's got that kind of like earthiness to it. So, but it'll quench you.
4: <laughs> it'll bringing endorsement. You're not going to dehydrate. That's better than the, ugh, this is disgusting and I can't do it anymore, which has has happened for some of your weird twice. drinks.
2: I think it's happened twice where I was like, I I can't, I can't.
4: Yeah, yeah. We do not endorse the drinking of things that you do not enjoy, but hopefully this grows on you. I have no follow-up from that, although there is someone else who on a regular basis tries things and like, well, it grows on me. Travancore, what are you drinking?
1: Good people of Faerun. Travancore's choice this evening is Maja, Maza rather, Lichy, juice drink with a little bit of Deer Park sparkling bubbles to uh, make sure I'm not drinking too much sugar. And it is in the Mug of Friendship. So down the hatch Aww. and see how this tastes. It's very good. Just the right amount of juice in there. I don't want it too sweet but I don't want it to be not have any flavor at all. Otherwise I might as well be drinking just uh, sparkling bubble. Fun fact about Masa. For years I thought this was an Indian drink. Apparently it is bottled in Belgium. I don't know if it's from the Flemish part or the Wallonian part. But uh, I guess years later when, they, when those guys split up and you don't know which ones it is. Maybe it's a law. Maybe they're like, you can't say where it's from in Belgium because it'll offend one party or the other. Who knows?
4: If we have any listeners at home from Belgium, please let us know. Oh, uh, that would who, be cool. That would be kind You're of cool. You're our new
3: favorite listener. You, the only one from Belgium. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I haven't looked at our analytics in a while. We, we do have listeners from all over the world. I, I don't know offhand if we have any from Belgium, but if we do, hi. I know nothing uh, to say in your language. I apologize.
1: Which one? They have two. Well, three, (laughs) arguably, because there's a German small population of Germans in there as well. So there's the Flemish, which is like a variation of Dutch. And then there's Wallonie, which is basically French. Yeah. And then um, there's a small German speaking
4: population as well towards the, I want to say, east. Well, it's been a very long time since I've spoken any German and it was all really bad. So I'm not going to inflict that on anybody. But you know who is very good at speaking more than one language? Jules, played by Bernie. What are you drinking?
3: I, that's so generous of you
4: <laughs> to say <laughs> you that I'm move. good at more than one language. It is an objective fact or else you would no longer be living in Canada.
3: I will say to a person who is our one listener from Belgium, A, I never say anybody tweet at me, but please tweet at me. I do want to know if we have somebody who listens to us in Belgium. That's really cool. Bonjour. Uh, je ne peux pas amant. So omelette, fromage. Uh, omelette au fromage. Omelette au
4: fromage. Let's be real. (laughs) Let's be real. This is like the third time you've had to correct him about that tip. Oh, I know. (laughs) I'm aware.
2: I'm aware very very well of how it is technically
1: spoken. It's not a bug. It's a feature. Exactly.
3: Where was I? Oh, drinking things. Okay, so I have probably, it's so cool. I have, it's from Brickworks Cider House, so it's another entry into the Cider Wars. This is more, less of a battle of five armies and more of an entire world war at this point with all the entries into the Cider Wars.
4: I mean, eventually we'll get to that seven nation army that couldn't hold me back. (laughs) I've made that joke twice this week now. I am proud of myself.
3: Their Cider House series number three, The Purple Road. And so it's crafted with wild blueberries and lavender.
4: Ooh. It's a very mm-hmm.
3: cottage core cider if you think about it. It's beautiful in color. Is it purple? It's purple. It is purple as the day is long, but like a lovely light purple. But it does, it's purple enough that I'm like, ooh, is this going to taste like grape soda? Probably not. It smells very good. I love grape soda, but not what I'm here for tonight.
4: And the sniff mm. and the drink.
3: Oh, that is very good. It is a little bit sweet. It's definitely got a blueberryness to it. I don't know if I'm getting a lot of lavender. But I will say that's okay, because I think if you get too much lavender, it's like drinking soap, and I don't want to do that. Yeah. But it's uh, it's very, very, very good. It's not too sweet. It's nice and dry.
4: Excellent. You know who's also wonderfully sweet? Jonathan, what are you drinking? Hey, this
0: is Jonathan, and I play Jonathan the Muscular. and tonight I have an old favorite. It is a black cherry, truly lemonade. It is quite good. I haven't had one of these in a while, but it is definitely... Part of the several 12-packs that I've consumed. It's been a week. It's been a hell of yeah. a week.
4: This is this is coming out way, way later in the year because of our hiatus, but we are recording this on, I'll, I'll just say the date, January 14th. And so you'll hear this and you'll think back several months and you'll go, oh, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So this is our first episode and recording after that. So I'm just really happy to be talking to wonderful people and... um There's been, aside from my friends and my loved ones, who are one and the same, quite frankly, uh, there's been another source of calming, kind of a little escape, the Wellerman. Ah, yes! This fireball shot is dedicated to the Wellerman.
4: Everyone's favorite cryptid! Yeah, everyone has become addicted to sea shanties and I love it.
3: I hope we're still addicted to she- sea shanties when this comes out. I'll send yeah, you guys the so. really great Spotify playlist I found.
4: Yeah, we actually,
0: a uh, friend of the show, uh, Victoria Rogers, uh, actually shared with me a, a list. and I don't use Spotify, but I have been catching up and just going through and manually grabby handing things. So thank you, Victoria. Thank you, everyone who has shared sea shanties. And thank you.
4: Check Mika Burton. She also did a, hey, please uh, send me your favorite sea shanties on Twitter. And so she's got a, a, a large list. On I, can't, there. So I can't imagine
0: she would draw in a lot of recommendations. She's,
4: she's kind of popular. She's a little, little popular. A little she's, she's, she's like this wonderful human being that people like or something. But yeah, uh, I 100% agree. And I will drink to a sea shanty. So yeah.
0: You know what? I'm downing this right now for the sea shanty.
4: bring uh-huh. us sugar and tea and, and rum.
0: rum. Ooh, cheers.
3: So while he's doing that, I will say this. I think this is important knowing that we are, I, you all will have heard that we went on hiatus for very important and wonderful reasons. Yes, but I think the babies. The
4: the babies. babies. I love. It.
3: I think this is really important. It's gonna be March when you're hearing this and the world will Ish. look marchish. the world will look, vastly different. We can hope. We can hope. We know it will be different. We just don't know how. Uh the choice, however, we have right now is how it will be different. And if it is March and you don't like how it looks, you still have a choice. There is still something you can do. There is always something you can do. A lot of people when things like this happen, they say like this isn't who we are. It is. Yep. It is. When things like yep, this yep, yep. happen, the thing that you the first choice that you can make to make something better is acknowledge that the problem exists decide who you want to be. We have to decide who we want to be. And we have to take those steps. And it is effort. This is the hardest part for people who are new to this. This isn't a sprint. This is a commit. Being a citizen and being an active citizen and a citizen who cares about everyone else in your country is a lifelong endeavor. And you do have to care for the rest of your life. And that is a hard thing to look at. To realize that this is work that you do every day. But it's worth it because you get to choose who you want to be and then you get to be it. These, it is important to examine the way our past and the way the decisions and what we have done and how it affects where we are. We need to know how we got here so that we don't do it again.
4: I have zero transition from that into an intense discussion with a mythical creature about a musical instrument that doesn't exist. But here we are. I
3: feel like I'm going to do a better job convincing him to be a politically active citizen
4: than <laughs> I am convincing
3: this dragon to give me a musical
4: instrument.
1: What if the two weren't mutually exclusive? What if a life of civic engagement begins with handing over that harp?
4: Hey, listen, if you want to go down that path, you, you know, <laughs> he's he is... Silver Girlath is not currently active in the, the town that is on the Isle of Dread, but you, you can definitely try to get him... You have been told that he is not... A very sociable creature, so that may be a harder sell than others who live on this island, but you'll have to see. As I said, I have no transition, but we all deserve a little bit of levity in our lives. And today, the levity comes in the form of, yeah, you're staring down the very large visage of this Topaz dragon. It is technically gargantuan for those of you who are keeping track and that does mean that the the cliff face that you are currently standing on is hiding half of the bulk of this creature as it is climbed up the side and you are really only seeing like just under the armpits of it up but it is massive and fearsome and it is growling at you asking what you are going to offer it I believe I think Shadow and Travancore are about 30 feet behind the group in the corpse of trees that starts after the rocky outcropping. They've made some stealth checks. And as far as you can tell, the creature hasn't addressed either either of you directly. It has been in in telepathic communication with Bernie, but at this moment, as it addresses you all verbally, it seems to only be looking at the three of you that are directly in front of it. Did anyone have any questions about anything in specific before the conversation begins? Real talk. A lot of this has fallen out of my brain. This is, this is actually <laughs> why, because it's been two weeks yeah. since we played, so that's why I wanted to have the moment of, did you have any questions about the setting, about what has already happened, anything else that you want to be reminded of that Bernie would know because it just happened. <laughs> what did he, what where, where were we decided on what we were going to get? That's what I want to remember. what Yeah,
2: it's what did we promise to, what did we give him for talking? It was the Hat of
1: Disguise. Hat of Disguise for talking.
4: Yeah, you you talked with him about a bunch of stuff, or you talked with each other about a bunch of stuff. I believe the only thing that you've offered him so far was Jonathan's dagger. And so... And also the Wand
1: of Polymorph. I think that's what what the deal was. I think we were proposing the Wand of Polymorph.
2: did we even start offering
1: stuff yet? I thought we... We didn't offer. I think that was the planned Mm -hmm. offer, though. Because
2: I think the in order for us to talk to him, we had to give him a tribute, and that was the Hat of Disguise. I remember throwing it out like a frisbee yeah. to him yeah, and it landed on the water. That. Yep. And that was our payment to be able to talk to him. But we haven't agreed to any terms yet.
4: Nope. In fact, the the thing that he has directly asked all of you is what offerings do you give? As after the hat, there seemed to be the creature wanted more and the hat was enough to convince Silver Girleth to come out of his lair and address you. But there hasn't been any other discussion beyond that. He has just asked, what offerings do you give?
1: But I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, that the plan, at least what we discussed internally, was to offer the dagger and the wand to polymorph to him. Two yeah, for one.
0: At, at the very least, the dagger, and, and yeah.
3: What's the dagger specifically called, so I can remember Leonard's Exile. I... Leonard's Exile. And then exile. we also
2: have the Halfling's Exit as a, to kind of throw more onto the pot if we need to up the ante, but we're not entering with that, right? Or do we want right. to replace the Leonard's exile with halfling's exit?
0: No, we'll we'll go with uh, Leonard's exit first, and then we'll we'll see what we need.
4: Lots of leaving. Yeah. <laughs> And I believe the only other thing that uh, might be pertinent to this upcoming conversation is you did tell Silver Gurlath that you were interested in bartering for a item that he has. Yeah. And I think you even said the Ola the, Harp. Yeah. So he is aware that this is all leading to that moment.
2: And Carlton's fishing trick worked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah
4: Was it a, yeah yeah it didn't work the way you expected it technically
3: worked in the loosest
2: way possible which is the best kind of worked
4: <laughs> okay any any other questions about or reminders about what well
0: so jonathan the muscular since we're standing and fighting or we're not running or not at least not running quickly he has used his seventh level spell slot to cast crown of stars and this is something that came up during a discussion about this episode.
3: Yeah, because Bernie thought your crown of stars was the big spooky spell, and she was like, whoa!
0: Well no no, this this crown of stars, it's just my fight spell. My shiny fight spell. My shooty fight spell. I shoot
4: stars. I love
0: you. Probably, I know. <laughs>
4: I love you. <laughs> J- Jonathan has taken a level in Bard. I love it. <laughs> and then remind me again, who got the the mind shield from you today? I think Carlton, Carlton right? got it.
2: Okay. Because I know at least once Travancore yeah, got it. you were apologizing to Travancore for shocking him, where I kind of just leaned in to take right. it.
0: I almost didn't cast it today, but I don't. we don't know all of this dragon's repertoire, so I figured better safe than sorry.
2: And honestly, if he does have those kinds of powers, you don't want at this level of Carlton to be on his side. (laughs) Right.
4: Okay. And Travancore and Shadow are hidden in the woods. The rest of you are standing in front of him. As I said, Bucks is doing circles. About a hundred, like, on the outer edge of Jonathan's consciousness, the rock is visible. You also do know the rock does not attack. We also know what it's cooking. The rock also is super duper... Not cooking, or maybe cooking. We can So the smell rock is it. visible, but is taking a very, very wide berth. And so at the moment, even if you were to call the rock to you, it would take, if, if there was a fight, let's say it would take several rounds to get to you. And you are also aware that the rock cannot engage in combat because of what that the creature actually is. But it is visible to anyone looking. Anything else?
2: Uh, So shadows in the woods,
1: right? Yes. Is that where he shits? Travancore? Only on command.
3: Did you guys miss us? <laughs> okay. Yeah, two month hiatus and we got
2: bear shit jokes and rock jokes.
1: It's like we haven't missed a step.
3: Can you smell what the bear
4: is pooping? <laughs> Can we smell? As, as my friend B. Dave Walters likes to say, you knew who we were when you invited us. <laughs> <laughs> so with that all out of the way, and once again, if a question comes up, that's fine. I'm not saying that, you know... From this point on, there can be no discussions, but let us dive back into the dragon standing in front of you, claws gripped on the side of this bluff, asking you the question, what offerings do you give?
0: Jonathan the muscular kind of steps forward and says, this, this dagger is known as Leonard's exile, and he takes it out of its sheath. It has properties that allow it to banish extra planar enemies back to where they came from shh. and he like like steps forward a little more puts it on the ground and then like takes a bunch of
4: steps back the dragon peers down at the dagger curiously but doesn't move to take it or oh. do anything with it Jonathan
0: the magic muscular is actually gonna use Maychan to pick up the dagger and place it closer to him so he doesn't actually have to get that close just like shh.
4: okay that's actually a good question though. How far away from this creature would you all like to be? The three of you who are directly engaged.
2: Forty feet?
4: I mean, let's be real. There isn't a feet? safe way. There's no safe place. Yeah, you can't be quite that far because that's the Ocean. forest. Yeah. So at the moment I have you fifteen feet. Yeah, fifteen's fine. I, yeah. I have about 50 feet away is where the tree line is. And 55-ish is where uh, Travancore and Shadow are.
0: Yeah, Jonathan the Magimuscular will just... You know what? He's not going to let on what he is. He's just going to put it down. He's I mean, a you're step a very forward, muscular person. Down. He doesn't know you're a wizard. Right. And put that down there. So it, it's going right in front of him.
4: Uh, you place it down and the dragon eyes it curiously, but doesn't seem to show any overt... Reaction, whether pleased, displeased or anything, just kind of a, an eyeing and says, it's a gift. It's a trade. It's a
2: trade. This
4: is the trade?
2: The hat was a gift. The, we still haven't seen the harp that y- you claim to have. So we're opening the conversation. Then you put the harp out and then we discuss.
4: So this is part of your negotiation for the harp.
3: Yes. We can't continue negotiations though until we see the harp. Why? You know I have it.
2: We heard rumors that you have it, and you are telling us you have it, but we haven't seen it with our own eyes. Nor has anyone who is currently living seen it in your possession.
4: Well, that is not enough for the harp. Well, there's more. What else do you offer?
3: I can't offer anything else unless I know you have the harp.
4: Then there is no deal. And the dragon turns and starts to leave. So the thing is, is you are a great and powerful
2: dragon, are you not?
4: Silver Girleth has kind of turned and has started to climb down the side of the cliff face. And you're seeing the, the fan-like tail, obviously built for swimming more than flying, come up and flop over. And it does pause as you say this. And there's a moment... And then you hear the voice of Sillagirlath speaking out loud, but obviously several feet down the cliff face, and says, You flatter!
2: You could easily... We could put everything out on the table. And then you could be like, this is mine now, and walk away. So the reason we want to see the harp out on the table, metaphorically, it is the ground, is that we are talking as friends.
4: You are not friend.
2: As non-enemies. We are talking as non-adversaries. So if we were to put all of our stuff out there, what's to stop us? We This is the first time we're meeting you. And we, as a show of good faith, have given you the hat to have a conversation. Have put a dagger down to say that we are interested in having this conversation with you. But we do need a little bit of back and forth. And that's all we're asking is to open up the doors. We are more than willing to negotiate with you. We just want to be on equal footing. With a great and powerful dragon such as yourself.
4: You hear, as the dragon turns back around, the head (laughs) comes back up and says, and what will stop you from just taking the harp and leaving as soon as I bring it out? Because you'll kill us. I know my power, but I am not so egotistical to think you just come, and cannot defend yourself. So I ask, how do I know that you won't just take it? I have no interest in trade for dagger. What else do you have? We won't just take it, because we came to talk to
3: you first. And we have no interest in fighting. We have an interest in the harp. Y'all, let's have a pause real quick. We have to know where we're going to go forward. It worked the last time, Well, we all knew what page we were on when we went forward. Right? Do we have, do we have the, the, the telebond in?
2: No. No. I fucked that up.
3: So we gotta, we gotta decide. So this is, this is, whatever, it's our game. We're pausing, we're in bullet time right now. This is my personal yeah. opinion. We have to stick with one line. We don't have to give him anything. We just have to get him to show us he has the harp. That's all we have to do right now.
0: Right,
2: and he's and about to leave.
3: Yeah, but if we let show him, him leave. Show, let him leave.
2: Maybe we show one let more item.
3: He'll come back. I promise you he'll come back. I'll let him leave. We have things he wants. He wants new things. He wants things. This is a creature that wants things. We have a lot of things. That's fine. He'll come back. Let him leave.
2: You've been reading your book again, haven't you?
3: (laughs) I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I cannot negotiate with someone who I don't know that they have the thing. He wants things. We have a lot of things. Now, you can tell him we have a lot of things, but we can also just ask him, what do you want? You don't like the dagger. We can't help you unless you help us. I think that is the best. That's okay, the best
4: then, then ask that. All I was right. just getting him to turn back around. Right. So he has turned back around. We can say some of this conversation with stuff that you had on the flight over about tactics. That you are having, you've mentioned a couple of these things.
0: I don't think we've mentioned to them to him, though. We've just been very vague.
4: Uh, no, you haven't. You haven't mentioned anything in specific to him. The only thing that he knows about at this point is that you want to do that. You want to negotiate for the harp. He has turned around on not, and I'll say most of your insights pick this up. It's not on the the flattery. It is on the we're afraid you're going to betray us and just take our stuff. And so we're just trying to have this equal exchange because he turned around and basically threw that back in your face. How do I know you're not going to take it back? And so we'll pick up right there.
0: We'll just say that that Bernie notices Jonathan palming the pa- the the pearl, and sure, her noish hand just grabs just like grabs him. For puts
3: my hand on her. Ass- yeah. No.
0: Okay. We'll say that.
3: Yeah. We won't take your stuff because we wanted to talk with you first. If we wanted to fight, we'd fight. However. The thing we don't know is what you want. You have to help us help you. Tell if you don't like the dagger, that's fair. However, you have to tell us what you do like, give us an idea of what you want, and show us that you have the harp. I think that's a pretty fair thing to ask, don't you?
4: I don't know what you have, so I don't know what I want. I just take what I want. Things arrive, I take. You don't have things you like, things you wish you
3: had.
0: Or what are some of the favorite things in your
2: uh, collection? What would you
0: like to curate?
3: Raindrops on roses, whiskers on kids.
4: What do you?
0: What do you want that you don't have?
4: Roll a persuasion check.
3: Which one of us?
4: Uh, one of you. I'll I'll let you pick, but you don't have advantage. I'll I'll do it that way.
0: Yeah. Probably
4: Bernie, Bernie should roll this.
2: Bernie should roll this.
4: Sixteen. It's good. It eyes all of you, and I'm gonna roll something. Man, my hair is really pink. <laughs> very, 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 I like very it, fake. though. It's, it's appropriate
0: for tonight with Critical Role's coming back. You got the Caduceus thing going on. Not that you probably know what that means, but.
2: I have a vague understanding. I've seen a couple episodes.
4: You all watch as it. This dragon takes a moment to eye the three of you very carefully and then furtively look around and. It does seem to linger on the forest a little bit, although Travancore, you don't see it make direct eye contact with you or Shadow, but it does give a lingering look to your area.
3: Do not tell me he wants the bear. And then it looks back at you. I kind of wanted to say, I want the bear, but no. I was worried for a second. I was like, no, the answer is no. No, that's...
4: What you gather from that because you're asking it, what do you want? What are you curating? That kind of thing. You get the sense that it's, it's that was an appraisal. It's looking what you have on you that it can see. Or at least that's what you think it's doing. And then it kind of also took a, a look around. And it cocks its head a little bit. And it says, I have no specific needs. I am interested in uniqueness.
3: I want things
4: that can't be found other places? Do you have such things? The harp is such a thing. There is only the one. I know all about it. If you want it, I need at least several to replace it.
3: This is great. How many is several?
4: I do not know. Depends on how unique you present, but at least two. Two is a good number. At least.
2: Do you have a pot that you could pull a live chicken out of?
4: I can eat all the chicken I want on this
2: island. Right, and it, you would pull it out every day. No? Okay, no chickens.
3: Have you ever had mayonnaise?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I
4: have a jar that makes it if I wish.
2: What about a jar that makes peanut butter? I do not
4: want peanut butter.
2: It's very unique, though. It's, there is no other jar that makes mayonnaise and peanut butter, but not at the same time, because that'd
4: be gross. Are you, are you from Australia? Maybe Great Britain, is that why? No, I am from this island. I live here. This is mine. This is my plane of existence. I'm trying to remember what we have. Do we still have
3: churros?
0: <laughs> There's a-, <laughs> a churro left We have to keep some churros Or else we we have a uh, space-time paradox
4: Yeah I will, uh, Because it. they're churros <laughs> I, will v- I will say There will be churros And there won't be a space-time paradox
2: There will be off-camera side trips Back to Neverwinter Academy To replace the churros before the paradox
4: I-, I have no problem gifting you From the heavens churros Because they're churros
2: So it's gonna rain churro, got it
4: if you would like to take a moment and relook at your stuff that you would like to offer, I will say out of character that you can do that if you'd like.
3: Kind of sad, he already I mean, I know alchemy jugs aren't like uncommon.
2: So we have Halflings Exit, which is a javelin that lets you teleport. Um, I'd rather not. I would like to keep it for later. The but my Ironwood longsword, now that I
1: have the new sword. I'm
3: trying to think of like weird shit that Bernie just has.
1: Should have kept Murray. Travancore thinks to himself. <laughs>
4: <gasps> no! Oh, if you thought—if you thought, oh, that would be an interesting. I was moment. upset
2: about giving her him away to
4: as
1: a
2: hostage in uh, Tide Turner.
1: Trav and learned nothing.
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> nothing, Murray. How would you like to go live with the dragon?
2: How about a deed to a
0: tower
2: <laughs> on the material
3: plane? No, that no, we're going to fulfill. That no, that point. is that is no. the end game. That's our ending. <laughs> the big bad of whatever is waiting in that tower for us.
1: It's a lone kobold. It's Wayland's wagon of wonders final form. Oh, Ceromus. No.
2: <laughs> what if Wayland was the
3: big bad guy this entire time? And he's just been waiting and waiting and waiting in that tower. His fucking
2: wagon of wonders for weeks, for weeks, for
3: weeks, and then eventually we'll get there, and he'll have died, and of of like natural causes. And it'll be like, how did you beat the Big Bad? And it's like, we waited. We actually waited him out, but not on
4: purpose. We melago him. Yes, Travancore?
1: Tangentially related, Grant Morrison's X-Men run, the Big Bad the entire time, was an intelligent species of bacteria that hates mutants. Because they can not control mutants. They can control everything else, but not mutants. And so the entire arc for three years was about fighting bacteria.
4: Bacteria. Bacteria. Comics are weird.
1: But Jonathan- You can send
2: to any creature as long that you've met that's on the same plane as you. Correct.
4: I can
0: send extra planer. It just might. uh, It just might fail. Right,
2: but like when we go back to the material plane, you can legitimately send a sending to Thantorback.
0: Thontorvak, yes.
2: So we don't need our cell phone. We don't need the sending stone.
3: The one that specifically talks to him.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Have the two dragons talk to each other. You're right. We don't. (laughs) Dragon hotline. (laughs) One eight hundred D R H E O N Jonathan the Magic Muscular considers. That's like putting two telemarketers on the same phone, like talking to each so, other. So Jonathan the Magic Muscular considers if the sending stone would have a, the same or similar restrictions as the sending spell with regard to planar stuff.
4: I believe it does because I believe what it does is it allows you to cast the spell, sending it is just specifically to that one creature, so, and it is a small percentage. It is like a five percent chance.
0: Yeah, it's a it's you. It's a critical fail essentially.
4: It, yeah, pretty much. Let me take a quick look
2: because like that's going to make it interesting and unique. You don't know who's on the other line. <laughs>
4: Use an action to cast the sending spell from it. The target is the bearer of the other stone. If no creature bears a stone, you know. So yes, so it would be, you can send this message across any distance, even to other planes of existence. But if the target is on a different plane than you, there's a 5% chance that the message doesn't arrive. And then the only other caveat is you can only use each of the stones once per day. So basically each stone gets used once. I get to send to you. You get to send back, done for the day.
2: And then you've used your minutes for the day.
4: And then you've used your minutes for the day. Sending stones are not
3: un- unique, are they?
4: They're not unique.
0: But I, I think the pairing is like what we're selling here. The fact yeah. that it's... Okay.
3: But he doesn't like people.
0: He might like people. But it doesn't
2: he. go to a person.
3: That's true. We can... I think this is a fair offer. Let's and put then it all like... yeah.
2: There's also the, uh, the bag of tricks. I mean, it depends on how you feel about that, Jonathan. But
0: I, I have don't have pet. the bag of tricks on my character sheet. So Bernie has I don't have a say. Got.
2: Oh, it was on Bernie's character? Okay. Bernie
3: just wanted animals back when she didn't have one. So Bernie's okay giving up the bag of tricks.
0: Okay, we got rid of the
2: dark halberd. I'm on, basically, I'm just cheating and looking at what we have.
3: That's, that's
0: fine.
1: That's, that's not cheating. Yeah, Carl knew what he has.
3: At yeah. some point, I wrote a bunch of things down in my notes app, and it's like I keep trying to find it because I know I didn't delete it, and I a am worried it's
4: burning. Exact nature unknown. I haven't been keeping it as much up to date because now with D&D Beyond, I can just make the items in in D&D Beyond for you. But yeah, there's that whole list of magic items that you've all access to.
3: We also have bars of black lotus pollen and some unicorn horn panpipes.
0: Yep. Okay, so what do we- need? And an amethyst
3: gauntlet and some adamantium plate armor. Do we sell that?
2: I think we sold the adamantine- for gold.
3: I don't know enough. Like black lotuses are
4: a pretty rare rare magic card.
0: Wasn't the lotus powder a poison?
4: Uh yes. It can be a it it's not by itself a poison, but yes. Yeah, some of the stuff that's on here, I haven't I have not kept it up to date. That's my fault. But yeah, some things like the instrumental symphony, the uh which you gave to uh Bella Zadok. Um, the Dark Halbred, I believe you traded. Traded that, yeah. Yeah, so some of the stuff is not on here anymore, but... Yeah. But,
2: But like, we we still have that torch that keeps burning. Exact nature, unknown. So we can just stick that in the ground.
3: (laughs) I think... So here's my... I guess here's my question, and I understand that we're never going to be in a complete... A situation where we just can't get out of it. Nothing that we have, to me, sounds like even three of the things would be... So the question I'm asking is, are we... Putting ourselves in a like we're putting ourselves in a no-win situation. I think we are gonna end up fighting him.
0: It's
2: basically we just need to be able to get his attention long enough with by upping the ante to see that he actually has the harp.
4: I will also say from the discussion that you had with the the incredibly ancient elf, that unique and rare doesn't necessarily mean magical and powerful, because he talked about knowing that this this dragon does take things like the broken prow of a ship.
2: Wait, didn't he give us that thing that always comes back to him? His star thing.
4: Yeah,
3: but he's going to uh, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, but I don't—I think he'll no, notice that. What about like, what about our spell that lets us like enchant baked goods?
0: Animate dessert. Uh-huh. We... That is it been expended because I added it to my spell book.
3: Oh, damn. Do we have any? Maybe
0: you could teach it to him. Let's let's go with things that don't involve me staying with the dragon for hours and hours.
2: <laughs> no, no. I mean, we could definitely get his attention with that thing that he's been coveting for all of uh, the of kinds. I think we could do the that. Star map.
3: We could tell him we have a star map that we took from someone in town.
4: Because we have that,
2: right? Didn't he give it to us to? Because he said it'll always come back to him.
4: No, 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 he still has it. Oh. He he said that the way that he basically got out of his encounters with Silver Girl Lath was letting Silver Girl take it because he can create a new one and the old one disintegrates, essentially. And no, he did not give that to you.
2: Gotcha. Okay, I misunderstood.
4: He He cast Water Breathing on all of you before you left so that Jonathan didn't have to expend a spell slot. Bernie's
3: going to cast Create Charcuterie Board.
2: We have the instrument of illusions, the wooden flute.
3: Yeah, let's do some fun stuff. Bernie's going to be like, well, first things first, would you like a snack? And she's going to cast Create Charcuterie, and she's going to put it down. And she understands that she made people-sized charcuterie, but I feel like everybody negotiates better on a full stomach. And she's gonna pick up a tiny, a tiny piece of capicola and put it in her mouth. So, what do we wanna, what do we wanna offer this guy?
2: What is on Bernie's charcuterie board? Is there anything like a sweet type of dessert thing, like honeycomb
0: or like cockatrice?
2: Because I'm seeing some synergy here with anime dessert.
0: I did not prepare anime dessert.
2: Bernie conjures a dessert and then Jonathan animates it.
0: I did not prepare anime dessert. Jonathan wasn't prepared, prepared to make this. combat spell.
4: This is Walt not a BR. I, I got ready for anime. a fight. <laughs> <laughs> this this is a later synergy that you can do.
3: This is we'll we'll work on our we'll work on our show tunes another day.
4: Yeah. Let's go ahead and
0: I, I say we, we try and give him the uh the sending stone to frac
3: I think that's a unique and weird thing.
4: Okay, so we're gonna We're going to jump back into time here. Bernie has, you've all taken this moment to remember the discussion you had on the rock on the way over of the variety of stuff that you are all willing to offer up. And uh, Bernie creates charcuterie. Silver Gerlath recoils from this for a moment, although you get the sense it is the act of casting the spell and hisses and you actually watch as steam forms out of the the sides of his mouth. Like, he's preparing to breathe. And you hear... And then you create the charcuterie. And while he doesn't attack, there is definitely a moment in where your spellcasting made him on guard. But he moves back into pr- position. And he does mm. give the... Bernie
3: says, Would you like some saucy song?
4: No. What else do you have to offer?
3: Oh, gosh, this is really good. Um, so we have these, um... What is that 80s telephone game that was, like, the dating?
0: Oh, it was, like, Slumber Party or something. I don't remember.
3: Jack, I need you to know this.
0: Mr. 80s. Mr. 80s. I
1: know what you're talking about. I just don't remember what it's called. I thought
0: it was called, like, Slumber Party or something.
1: Like, yeah. Gosh, I, I just see people people laying on the bed belly bedside with their feet up bagging back and forth talking on the phone like phone line date night something Mis- mystery date I don't know
3: mystery date
0: it was a mystery date okay
3: yeah it was mystery <laughs> sorry I wanted to reference it
0: wait was a dream phone
3: dream phone
0: oh it was a dream phone
3: we have a... Both. we have a dream phone with a mystery date on the other end <laughs>
4: <laughs> do you just say this, or do you also pull out the sending stone?
3: She pulls out the sending stone. Okay. It's all about selling it to him, Lauren. Come I, on. I know.
4: I, I totally understand. I so, feel like Grilla, I should get
3: to make a persuasion check on the strength of that.
4: I, well, give it a second or two more. So you pull out the sending stone, you say this, and his eyes narrow. I know what that is. Who's on the other side?
3: That's the mystery.
0: An acquaintance of ours.
2: A powerful acquaintance of ours. I do not deal in
4: blind boxes. What do you have? It's a mystery date.
3: Did you have a childhood or not?
4: I killed my siblings to keep them from taking my stuff.
3: You know, that tracks, actually. So no on the the telephone game.
0: It is a, a means to contact a... Powerful dragon in the material plane, by the name of Thontorvrak.
4: Oh, Thontorvack! Oh yeah, I knew him in college. Jonathan, make a persuasion check. All right. Honestly, should not be putting these two together. If you think about it, this
3: is probably the this is the move that she's gonna call back to when we're like almost we're all lying dead on the floor after two dragons have come to slaughter.
1: We got chocolate in our peanut butter. Thousands
4: are dead. <laughs> Eighteen. It eyes the Sending Stone that Bernie is holding. I am intrigued. Put it with the dagger. Aw, Nasi. How can I do that if
3: you haven't put anything there?
4: I only have the one thing, and I have not decided that your things are enough. But
3: we're still at that point where you haven't shown it to us.
2: We are trusting you. We're asking for a little trust in return. Do not give trust. We bought it with the hat.
4: Yes, I was persuaded with gifts. It looks again at the sending stone and at the dagger. And it looks back at all of you. And he says, Let me call your dragon friend. And if it works, I will show you the harp.
3: Show me the harp and I'll let you call my dragon friend.
4: Now I've made
3: my decision.
4: Do
2: you can I, in- I was going to say, can I insight to see if he's playing with us and yeah. that he, to make sure like, all right, he does have the harp and he's just being trying to get more? Or is he just playing with us to put our cards on the table and then kill us and take it without actually having
3: our I mean, he's definitely playing at us to put our cards on the table so he can just- Oh,
2: I know that, but it. I want to yeah. at least make sure like he has the harp, even if it is in his lair that we have to go get later.
4: Go ahead and roll an insight check. 13. You don't get the sense that he's lying about the harp. There is obvious mistrust. Yeah, that I got. Especially, like with the 13, I'll say, and especially after Bernie cast Crate Charcuterie and the response that he had, he is on edge waiting for betrayal from you. And that is, seems to be where he's coming from. I will not take stone, but let me use to r- verify your story. You do that, I get harp and we continue to talk
2: so out of character like we've always kind of like jokingly said it was like a cell phone we held it up and we heard what was happening how is it actually giving the sending like can i hold it up to silver garlath
0: no you have to have it in your stu- in your hand and activate it
4: because it basically he would you would take it and then you would use it to cast sending okay. and it would just automatically go to thunder
0: fun fact Jonathan the Magimuscular actually had an idea for a magical item that would house several sending stones and it would open up in a clamshell form and it would have several sending stones that present to him that he could then talk.
2: Like them that you then just rotate around?
4: Yeah. Side talking.
3: So is this what you're going to do when Jonathan the Magimuscular retires? You're just going to like... Deal in little
4: inventions.
0: I've been holding on to that for five years. I've been that's been rattling around my head for a long ass time.
4: Jonathan would have been an artificer if he had been. Yeah, <laughs> a, a, a
2: different major in school. Yeah, uh, I hold my hand out to Bernie for the stone.
4: Bernie like
3: thinks about it and she goes. Like, I mean, we all know this is coming to a fight, so I think we're okay if this is the betrayal point, right, guys? Like, that's the... Okay. Yeah,
2: which is why I'm going to take it to him, because if he betrays me, I'm going to get the least hurt.
3: There's no way that Bernie can discreetly cast any kind of protection on him.
4: You would know if the less stuff you have to do when you're casting the spell, the more discreetly you can make it. Bernie, I know as a cleric, all your spells require a verbal component, and that's the hardest part is you have to speak when you cast your spells. If you would like to try to do something covertly, you can make a stealth roll, but you also know from the casting the Create Charcuterie, if things go wrong and you're trying to be hidden, you think things could go bad.
3: Yeah, Bernie just hands him the stone. She goes, okay, tell Thantor that Bernie says hello and that she wants to know his feelings on alcoholic drinks at the symphony.
2: I will hold my hand out for the stone.
3: Bernie gives him the stone. And that's what she says. She says she wants him to ask on her back about his feelings on allowing alcohol at the symphony.
2: And I will walk it over non-aggressively, you know, showing I'm bringing it to you, to him. And then I'm going to, when I get close and I hand it over. I'm just going to do, I'm going to think of all the bad things that happen, but keep a smile on my face like Julia, who didn't get to bring her wine into the nutcracker. And I'm going to rage without showing emotion.
4: Here's what I need so from for everybody. The damage resistance. <laughs> so you're handing it directly to Silver Girl Athen and then you're gonna rage, you're gonna rage and hand over.
2: I'm gonna hand it to him. Okay. And then I'm gonna kinda hang out there, you know, as to receive it back when he's done. My hand just in my pocket, kinda like clenching real tight.
4: Okay, so here's what I need. So you hand it over. Silver Girl I do not think he has emotional
3: intelligence, Lauren. Do not tell me this dragon has emotional intelligence. Well,
4: there's there's several things that are about to happen for everybody's benefit. It holds out a clawed hand which is massive. Even for you, Carlton. This claw is humongous. The sending stone that you place into the palm of its claw is a pebble. But it it holds it out, and when you deposit it, It stays still. Solar Girlath does not immediately pull back as you then put your hands in your pockets and and quietly go into a rage. And...
2: I call it my stew.
4: So here's what I need. Solar Girlath is going to continue to stay still. You will all see him holding the palm of his claw out with this tiny little sending stone on it, looking at the sending stone. Carlton, I need you to roll a deception check. Oh no! Uh, thirteen. Okay, I'm gonna roll something for Silver Girl, Laugh, and I'm gonna ask all of you, including Travancore, to roll. So give me a moment. Okay, I need the th- the four of you, so the three of you and Shadow, to roll perception check.
1: Okay. Oh, just Shadow, not Travancore?
4: Uh, yeah. So Shadow, Travancore. Th- Jonathan, the three of you plus and- tra- uh, Shadow. And oh, okay. Yeah.
0: Okay, Travencore first, and no bucks.
4: No bucks. He's a little too far away. Because you said he was staying on like the hundred feet mm-hmm. mark of your, your connection. Okay, Jonathan? Nine. And Bernie? Fourteen. And Travancore and Shadow?
1: 26 for Travancore, 17 for Shadow.
4: Okay. Jonathan, you're just waiting. You're just waiting. Bernie, you do see the telltale signs of Carlton's rage. He's doing a pretty good job of hiding it. He is not doing any of the active stuff that gives it away. But there is something about the stance, and you can almost hear the, the butt clench. <laughs> <laughs> you're
3: right on the invisible opal. Right? Ho- opal hold! Yeah. <sighs> is it like kegels when you're clenching your butt? What's the word for butt kegels?
4: I'd probably I, butt be with you. <laughs> you, you just, you can kind of—it's a little bit of a, a tingling sensation of of that. Oh, Carlton has just raged, and and just the way he is standing—that you can tell. Both Shadow and travancore a hundred percent, know that Carlton has just got into a rage. Shadow, because you're far enough back, you're not seeing all of the details, and Shadow actually instinctively grabs the ground because you're far enough away that it's a little harder to see exactly what's going on but Travancore fortunately for you you do see enough of the detail to see that for whatever reason Carlton's gone into a rage but he is not attacking and so you're able in in these 6 seconds in where Carlton is at his most fearsome despite being still um you kind of reassure Shadow who senses this and the two of you continue to watch. And then Travancore, because you're a little bit further back, because you're taking in a little bit of the picture, and because of your natural and studied history with dragons, you also notice that while Silver Gerlath continues to hold the Sending Stone out for everybody to see, almost in the way of he's examining it... And continuing to show that he is not just going to take it and run off, he's casting sending through the sending stone. That is what is a hundred percent going on. And there's a very long pause. It's longer than six seconds. So Carlton, your rage does end. Oh God! The-
3: Barney was trying to figure out if she was going to just start to distract Silver Girl. It was more
2: about like if like I wanted to do that like so in case he immediately went.
4: Hig-ha! Sure.
2: It wouldn't like. Kill me?
4: <laughs> that hundred percent makes sense, but yes.
2: So I see that it's going down. I'm like, all right, my the butt cheeks start to ease. I, I get the loose bowels. <laughs> you wait, what? No, I don't have opal bowels. Are you trying to tell us? You see my butt unclench.
4: I'm gonna make one more roll. It's almost not worth thinking about. Whoops. <laughs> <Okay.
1: laughs> Alright.
3: really respect
4: that laura's <laughs> Like, you know what? We're just
3: gonna let that. We're moving on. Guys. We're not. It's we're like no
1: not acknowledging. We're just. Nuts. Just, she totally no sold it.
4: Listen, I'm having a conversation in my head at the moment. There's <laughs> oh, only yeah. so much that can be done. Why do you think I put an opal up there? Yeah, yeah. Li- that's a callback. That uh, is such a callback. It wasn't flared, which is why it...
0: Thank you for <laughs> okay. um, giving me time to
4: talk to, for two of my characters to talk in my head. Okay. Jonathan, I need you to roll a insight check. i 11. Okay. You also saw that Silver Grolath was using the stone to cast Sending. I'm going to say so six seconds go by Carlton and and nothing happens. Carlton unclenches another like 15 seconds go by. And then Solar Gorlath very slowly eyes Carlton and then angles his palm so that the sending stone just gently falls out and falls onto the ground. And then withdraws the claw, looks at all of you and then looks back into the forest. And looks back at all of you and says, I will honor our agreement. Stay here. Think about more to offer. Will do. Dush, dush, dush. And it turns and goes back down into the ocean.
2: I grab the sending suit and I walk it back and I went, there's only been one other time in my life I could think of that my butthole was that tight.
3: Was it the opal? It was the opal. Okay, because I just don't, you know... You got the things you like, but I don't need to know about them in the same way that you don't need to know about things I like.
4: And everything's quiet. We here at Dungeon Drunks are huge fans of Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms. It's a Dungeons & Dragons strategy video game that brings together D&D characters from novels, adventures, and multiple livestreams into one single grand adventure. It is so much fun to put together a formation that includes champions from our favorite D&D streams, books, and Faerun's lore. Every week there's something new happening, and the game is available on almost any platform. Need some loot to gear up your champions? We're happy to offer a free Electrum chest to all of our listeners. This week's code expires on April 11th at 8pm Pacific, so open up the game, go to the shop, and type in this code. Y-U-A-N-S-O-O-M-O-L-M-S So use that code and let us know on Twitter or Instagram what goodies you got. And now, enough of the loot drops, back to the show.
3: you think we're going to get attacked or what?
4: I don't uh, know.
2: As I turn back uh, and he's walking away, I look at Jonathan and I tap my head like to signal, now's a good time to tell Bondus.
3: I'll, I'll try. It actually might take him a full 10 minutes. Because yeah. I think
2: Travencore and uh, Shadow would be just on your range, right?
0: I look back at the forest and... This is what, 30
2: feet?
4: You are currently 35 feet away from Travencore and Shadow, so you'd have to move back a little bit.
0: Jonathan the muscular is going to, yeah, he's going to back up a step, and then he is going to attempt to uh, telepathic bond.
2: Okay. And I have returned the opal, or not the opal, <laughs> the Sending Stone. See, that could have been, we should have held on to the butt opal, we could have offered that.
3: An opal that's been in your butt is definitively unique, let me tell you. Uh,
2: since he since t- he dropped it there and he turned around. I will bring the uh, sending stone back and place it next to the dagger.
4: Okay. All right. To
2: show it is part of the offering.
4: Sure. A minute or two goes by, nothing happens. Is there anything any of you would like to do?
0: 20% of the uh, tell bond has been completed.
4: And the great thing
2: about your tell bond, it just looks like you're meditating.
3: It's just like connecting to dial-up, isn't it? It's like you go, you turn the that's, computer that's, on, you get a snack. yeah. You...
0: That's why you're going right through a, uh, a phone company.
4: Lauren, don't make those faces. I'm making those faces, I'm sorry. All right. Five 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 minutes, nothing.
0: All right, 50%.
4: Is there anything any of you would like to do at this moment, or any of these moments? It is, continued to be quiet.
2: No, I think we kind of already discussed on the rock what items we're giving up. So we are. I'm going to partake in some charcuterie.
4: Yeah,
3: have a snack. It's good for so
2: you. So we're going to have cheese farts during the fight.
4: And uh, Travancore and Shadow, you've been very quiet and very stealthy in the back this whole time. Is there anything you are going to be doing now that this dragon is gone?
1: I can tell what Jonathan's trying to do from my distance, I would imagine. So rather than risk moving him out of the path of the uh, the Telbon, he's going to he's gonna stay put. It's 50-50 whether Silvergerloth knows he's there or not. Travis is sort of on the mind that, like, it's possible he knows where they are already, but we're still just bargaining, so. Okay. So he's just going to wait and see. He's going to trust his team. Not going to try and yak unilaterally or take matters into his own hands, at least not yet.
4: Okay. For reasons that none of you know about, I've just rolled a natural 20, so I'm going to draw. Oh, cool. Oh, no. Cool, cool,
1: cool. Cool, cool,
2: cool,
4: cool, cool. Ten minutes <coughs> go by. Jonathan finishes Rary's telepathic bond.
0: Tell Bond. Just, I, I
4: clicked the fastest
2: I've ever clicked the accept button like
4: Bernie's like yes we're here
0: Indeed.
2: Hey Travencore.
1: Hey
4: Have you included shadow and well you can't include box. Box is too far. Have you included shadow?
1: Yes. Okay. You missed it. It was so quiet. First there was a chipmunk and I wanted to chase it, but I could not chase the chipmunk <laughs> because I wanted the job. That's great, buddy. Good job
3: really proud of you. I Good know boy. it's really hard when you want to chase a thing and you can't chase a thing.
1: Discipline is putting aside what you want now for what you want later.
4: Oh, you're telling me, buddy. <laughs> Fifteen minutes go by, and then... Tush, 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 You all hear as Silver Girl Lath reappears. I'm going to make one more quick roll. Boop, boop. The massive dragon appears on the pinnacle once again, looking down at all of you in that impassive way that this creature, this snake-like, unemotional way. Although, just the fearsomeness of this dragon gives it that almost cruel appearance, but you're not reading any specific emotion. Travancore, make a perception check. Okay. While
3: Travancore is doing that, Bernie says, do you think he's ever put any of this in his butt? Like, he's got a lot of stuff. Oh, for sure. I'm assuming you're saying that in the tail bond. Yes,
4: 100% Bernie is asking about his butt in the tail bond. That's what I figured. What'd you roll, Travencore? 11. Okay. Oh, and I'm sorry, I need Shadow to also roll a perception check. Oh,
1: thank goodness. Shadow gets a little bit more better bonus for this.
4: 23. Ugh. Shadow in the tail bond and... and Forgive me as I play Shadow for a moment. You all hear Shadow go, Oh, oh, well, he knows we are here. As Shadow has seen Silver Gerlath arrive at the top and look directly at both of you. While Silver Gerlath does not say anything, the claw comes up again, holding a box, a for the claw that is in this creature's hand, a small box, but it is a old, weathered box. Very waterlogged, ancient, almost of uh, blackened with age, that has a clasp on the side. And he holds out the palm, not to any of you, but in a way that shows you what is in the palm. And then very carefully with his other claw, unlatches and opens up the box. The outside of this box has obviously seen what looks like centuries of wear. The instrument that is inside lying on what looks like fresh grass? maybe a couple of days old, like it's just been uh, refreshed. The instrument that is in there is pristine. It is a harp. It is gorgeous. It is a little bit larger than a lyre, so it is obviously a an instrument that is a harp. It's not one of the smaller stringed instruments. It's got this almost orange-ish coloring to the wood. The top of it is styled uh, not as any specific animal, but almost like waves or a mane of hair cascading over each other. And uh, the three of you who are standing nearby can clearly see that the craftsmanship in this instrument is exquisite. The strings on it are still in perfect condition bernie having played one of these legendary instruments of the bards before you are a hundred percent sure you could reach out and pluck a string and it would be perfectly in tune that's
3: what i've been thinking about the whole time you hear bernie in the talban go i'm gonna pluck
2: it don't don't do it, carlton carlton says i'm gonna pluck it
3: no you don't wait wait till
2: we have it then do it carlton
3: bernie like
4: like a hand comes out she's like
1: Put it down. Travel course has in the
4: blonde. So you are ten feet away, and as you raise your hand, Silver Gurlath very quickly closes the box and jerks the hand back and says, Proof. Proof for renegotiation. What's, and then takes Let's let's talk. Takes the box. And places it at the very top, like basically right under where his chest is. So that uh, he can then put both claws down next to it, a good 10 feet away from where all of you are standing, 15 feet. And then looks back down at the dagger and the sending stone and says, and so we continue. What else?
2: And so we continue.
4: Yes
3: and we have decided that several i guess is more than 2 but less than 4
4: i am interested in these but i know this is unique
2: what other i know you say you're just a collector of things but to help us gauge what are some of your interests i know you just like stuff but do you like teleports and do you like thing like like what do you like do you like weapons? Do you like gems? Do you like, what do you
4: like? I want singular. I want something never seen before. I want to know I have the one. And as interesting as these are, and he looks down at the the dagger and the ascending stone, and as nice as the conversation was, they are not Unique.
2: Enough. What about a torch that never goes out with its exact nature being unknown?
4: I can produce my own flame. Alright,
2: but we're having this conversation, so we're going to find what that one thing is.
3: I guess you can already fly, too, huh?
4: As you say this, you watch as it flexes its shoulders and... Two very small wings come out. They're not in the regular wing or even like a bat shape or a, a dragonfly shape. They're almost more the connective tissue between the front and the back legs. Almost vestigial, but he does fan them a little bit.
3: That it's good to know he thinks he's a better flyer than he is, actually.
4: Yeah. You do, know, you do know he can fly, and you do know from the elf that you talked to that he is not a very good flyer. He's way better in the water, but he can fly.
2: So, and I will be like, things that... M- a uniqueness is also... An item is not just an item. What makes an item unique is the story behind the item. And while some people do have similar things... Things with stories are always more unique. So I present and I start pulling out the halfling's exit. This. It is a javelin that was created by a little halfling who was known to use it, not for fighting, no, but as a means of escaping a bar tab without having the awkwardness of goodbyes, just getting out of there, like, I don't want to talk to people, I'm done. And if you will allow me, I will
1: demonstrate how it works. Antiques Roadshow.
4: Silver Girl laughs. Says, no, I have weapons, but you are right, story, history, important. This is
2: going to look like I'm making magic, but I assure you this is non-combative. And I turn to, like, face the side, so I'm, like, not even facing him, like, watch this, ready? And I make like I'm going to throw, I'm like, remember, I'm throwing this way. And I go, boom. And then I go, boom. And I go, hurrah. And then I walk back. Okay. Because I can only do that once per day.
4: <laughs> uh, you do that. And Solar Girl says, it is good. I appreciate the story, but I have weapons.
2: All right. uh, and then I was like, I didn't know if it was going here. And I point to the ground with the dagger and the stone or in the, my bag. But it sounds like it's going back in the bag. Yes? Yes. Okay. But you do all we're having the conversation. You
4: do all notice, especially Bernie, because of your your passive insight, that something about the fact that this this item had a story to it helped pique the interest. And while this specific item did not appeal, you definitely see that Carlton was on to something about it's it's not the power. It's the 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 uniqueness can be the story. I
3: feel like you're thinking of an item that we have that I cannot think
4: of. <laughs> I'm, I'm honestly not thinking of anything in specific. It it is it is looking for uniqueness and the story that Carlton told definitely piqued its interest.
1: There's a couple of things that Travancore has that could pique his interest. He has that lantern of revealing.
0: I don't think that's unique enough. We'd have to tell a story through about uh, around it, and that's the thing. Jonathan the Muscular is out of stuff that he can.
1: Yeah. The other possibility for me is, and and I don't even know if it would work for him or if it would be anything significant because it relies on virtue, but Isolgal, that might be too much because it's Travancore's most powerful weapon.
0: That is something that you will definitely not give up.
1: All right. So I'm like,
2: are you willing to consider a weapon if the story is strong enough?
4: I consider anything. Okay.
2: Now, as you can see, I'm a pretty beefy guy. Weapons are kind of my specialty. But in the sake of negotiating peace, I am only to offer you something that is super near and dear to my heart. And I start pulling out the ironwood longsword. I don't even want to give you this. But I know that if I part with it, it can do more good than being on my person's for as strong as it is. This, are you familiar with the ironwood tree?
3: Bernie says as he pulls it out, she goes, Carlton,
4: no. Carlton.
2: And Talbot, I go, I'm already attuned to the other sword.
4: I know. That's <laughs> why she said it out loud. Carlton, I need to know how much of what you just said is absolutely true.
2: Oh, it is absolutely true. I do not want... Eventually, I want to go dual wielding long swords. Okay. So Carlton, John, the player, does not want to give up his ironwood longsword. That's
4: what I thought, but uh, I rolled another natural 20 on an insight, and so I needed to know.
2: So, yes, it is 100%. I am being honest. I do not want to part with this. Okay. And I asked Silver Girlath. Are you familiar with the ironwood trees? No. It is a species of tree found only in the Feywild, resistant to almost all types of damage, surviving for thousands of years on this shiny black bark. And I point to the me- like what is would normally be the metal of the blade. It is wood. And I show, but it is not like wood. And I carve a little gash into my hand to show that it is sharp. Wood. And normally, it survives for thousands of years with nothing ever taking a scratch to this blade. But a fierce bolt of of wild magic during a storm sent a bolt of lightning down into this tree, ancient tree, and shattered it. So the force of an arcane, almost as if it were like a 10th level spell, non-existent power shattering it into jagged pieces, imbued with that storm's energy. As you can see, my hair is now standing up from the static electricity of just that little slash. It is jagged, rough, and it is beautiful. So even though it is a weapon, it is art. And it is unique. Please don't make me give you this. And why is
4: it special to you?
2: You see these people here? It has saved their lives. And my own more times than I can count. It was the thing that showed me that I am not just a raging maniac. That I am a protector of my friends and family. And a protector of the realm. It showed me that I can be more than just a raging orc. Defy stereotypes. It showed me that I can be a beacon of hope. A lightning rod, if you will. Pun. Fully intended.
4: You watch as the dragon regards you. Regards everybody. Looks back into the forest. Looks back at the sword and says, I will take that and the stone. And I will accept this trade.
2: The sword and the stone? I will grab the sword and the stone. Because he didn't say the dagger. He did not. And I will walk it over. And I will place it at the foot of the chest. Does he kind of retract his claws a bit so I can grab it?
4: Instead of retracting, it slowly brings a claw over and opens the box again so that you can take the harp. And it is eyeing you with a tenseness as if it's expecting you at any moment to betray it. But it does not stop you.
2: I take a pause, and I breathe deep at the passing of the sword, and I say, it's going to be all right. Thank you for showing us kindness and accepting this offer, and I will bend down with my knees, because you don't want to hurt your back, to pick up the harp, and I will walk it back, and in the telbond, as I turn my back to him, I'm like, make sure you have my six. Make sure you we have my do. six.
4: We do. We've got you.
3: <laughs>
2: we got and you, I buddy. walk the harp yep. back.
4: It does not stop you. The other claw comes around and takes the ironward longsword and the sending stone. And then it regards all of you for a very long moment. And then you watch Jonathan as it very clearly casts detect magic. And it seems to glance around. And to now leave. And it turns it dives back into the ocean. Let's go. Let's yep. go. Where's the Where's the rock?
0: I uh, put both
2: fingers in my mouth to whistle for the
0: rock.
4: <laughs> uh, whoever has the
0: the feather, the yeah, feather. Jonathan the muscular like basically does the Tony Stark like like summon his his rock to him. And
1: once I hear the splash of him going underwater, I'm like, Travancore, now. Yeah. So Travancore and Shadow are going to double time like double walk like fast walk out of the
0: forest and towards uh, his, his party all right well I still have half exit at least
4: <laughs> and, yeah and Jonathan, the bit muscular yeah picks up the dagger it's like who let's go let's go let's go let's go the rock arrives incredibly quickly bucks within moments before the rock arrives uh do you all mount up
0: we mount up we get out I uh, actually say bucks this is gonna be safer for you and I snap him into his t- pocket dimension
4: all right. Everybody mounts up on the rock. Any, anything else you do, or are you immediately taken off?
2: I think we're just leaving. Immediately taken off. And I think as we're taking off, I'd be like, we need to get this back to the material plane before he decides to come for it.
0: Yeah. I can't do that until tomorrow.
2: Right. I'm just saying we need to do that like first thing.
0: Yes. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're going to be doing
4: that anyway. The rock takes flight. Massive wings beating into the air, heading back towards Elderwood. Seems to be clear.
0: Did we really just fucking do it?
1: Yeah, I was just going to say, Carlton, that was masterful.
0: That was That was good, Carlton. Funny. that was incredible. I looked at Bernie and I go, I learned it from watching you! Uh,
3: Bernie puts a hand out and she goes, I'm really proud of
0: you. Parents
1: who have swords have children who have swords. And I, I'm like, as much as
2: I love that sword, and I'm like, phantom holding, the, like I'm holding uh, the sword of answering. And I'm like, phantom holding Storm's Fury, and I'm like, as much as I wanted to do two of these at once. There will be more swords.
1: There will and be although sh- that one
2: was special and unique, this is going to bring peace. Which means that I don't have to use this,
4: which means I can relax. And with those wise words, as you all fly over the Isle of Dread and safely make it back several hours later to the town of Elderwood, no dragon behind you, no issues to be seen. We'll pause there. And the next time we get together, I'm going to say it's the end of this day, so you'll be getting ready to go to sleep and it'll be the next day and you can decide whether your time here on the Isle of Dread is done or if there's anything else you'd like to do. But first, let me give you some experience for chasing a chipmunk or thinking about chasing a chipmunk, for deciding on a date between dragons over distances. Which might be the name of this episode now that I say it. I was
2: going to say, we need to do a, make a script of them just chatting back and forth and make it Patreon content. I, listen, <laughs>
4: listen, uh, I literally, in my head, I was rolling c- a conversation that was happening between two dragons. Dreamphone Mystery Date. Yeah, yeah. Uh, between asking all the right questions and figuring out all the right things, and for Carlton, giving up something that he cares about as, no, this dragon had no idea specifically what he wanted, because he doesn't know what you have. And I had no idea specifically what uh, you were going to offer. But, yeah, you figured out that what he wanted was something that mattered to you. And you gave that up.
2: I kind of realized that when he, like, all right, this isn't going. And then I remembered the uh, the old elf was like, he only wanted it because it was important to me. It was the most important thing I could think of other than, like, Isilgal. To any one character. Yeah. Yeah.
4: There was a bunch of things that you could have offered that would have been important to you. Or you could have tried to have made up a story.
2: I thought about it, but then I'm like, it's just easier this way. Also, Carlton he rolled a the... natural
4: 20 on his on his insight check, so that would yeah, have been... Yeah, a... like,
2: Carlton doesn't have the lying skills, he just needs to be honest. Yeah.
1: yeah. At one point, Travancore was going to offer him a Noren Rad-, Nord Rad Galactus type thing, but I'm like, this is not that important to him. He would not do that.
4: <laughs> well... Even though you didn't fight a dragon, in a way you did defeat a dragon. And so I'm going to give you the experience of the dragon. to 62,000 experience to split no between oh. the four of you. <laughs> and the next time we get together, as I said, you will have a long rest, which I do believe means you're going to level up.
2: That we will be tier four. Yep.
4: You'll be, what is that? Level 17?
2: Yep. Level 17. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
4: You won't be, uh, you won't be long resting immediately, but during the next game, I promise a long rest will happen. So think over what your level seventeen wants to be, and, uh, that's where we will pick up next time.
2: So our new total is uh two hundred and forty two thousand one hundred and thirty eight. So that dragon put us halfway to level eighteen. Wow! Because no, for all you DMs out there, you don't have to always kill the creature to get the experience.
4: Nope. No. Nope. <laughs> I.
3: proud of us honestly like yeah we did a
0: really really difficult thing
2: every cart we were dealt was like we're gonna have to kill this fucking dragon we're gonna have to kill this fucking dragon
0: yeah you know what we didn't do
1: kill the fucking dragon
4: dragon yeah Yeah. i get the
1: experience with having did almost nothing so i'm I'm good with that you did the very figured out the secret sauce
4: you know what though a lot of you decided not to do things, which are almost just as important. Like Travancore, at any time you could have pulled out Isilgal and decided, "Oh, this has gone bad," and gotten some sneak attack in, or not sneak attack, but you know what I mean. Any one of you could have decided, you know, when Carlton raged, he could have decided to attack. You could have decided to betray the dragon. There were multiple moments in where Literally
3: the point at which I was like, "How do I distract this dragon <laughs> from knowing?" Ka-? I was like. Uh,
4: uh, what can Bernie do to distract the dragon and from has a Carlton new feature. rage? Stew! <laughs> Carlton has a new feature Carlton's called, called Stew. Stew. <laughs> Stew. I literally have, I do have a barbarian that I've only played once, but the way that they rage is they do that quiet rage. They don't yell and scream and flail. And like They don't do the classic yelling and screaming. It is, it's not stewing. It is just that intense quiet that that you get with some of like, some really scary people, which I can't do, really. I tend to flail and scream. Anyway, that's your experience, because yes, I agree with all of you that defeating the encounter doesn't mean killing the enemy. And you, you got what you wanted and you got out of there alive, and so why shouldn't you get your dragon experience? And the next time we get together, uh, we'll be picking up late that night and early the next morning as you are going to be level 17 and you have the Olam Harp. just in your possession. Ooh! We appreciate all of our patrons and extend a special thanks to our top-tier patrons. Thank you, Megan, Lori, aka Calamity Jane, Sir Narvi and Sailor Tweak, John Oddy, Linnea Boyev, Rebecca, aka Bunny Monster, and Hunted Shadows LLC.